Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which this morning comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Hear the word of God. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This, this is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So this year for Advent, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, every year, we, we've been, at least I've been doing, the traditional hope, peace, love, joy, love for the Advent readings. So we switched that up a little bit this year. And I want to switch up a little bit the message. The whole entire four weeks is going to be called the wonder of, and today is the wonder of the season. We'll talk about the wonder of the promise, the wonder of Christmas, the wonder of something, I can't remember. But uh, anyway, so just join with me as we talk about the wonder of this Christmas season. So in this passage we read this morning, it's not just another cute story. I mean, we know it. We know about the birth of Jesus. We read about it once a year, right? But it's, it's more than just a story. It's more than just something that we know. It is a story about God's immense love for us. The expression of the immense love that God has for us. How is it an expression of God's love? Well, on the surface we could say, he saved us from our sins. He gave us a sacrifice for our sins in the form of Jesus Christ, who came as a baby, lived as a man, and died and rose again. We know that story well, and we know that God did that because he loves us. But let's really talk about what about this story shows God's love. So I want to ask you to think back a time when you were younger, or you know maybe even not so young, but just think back of a time when something happened at Christmas that made you just say, wow, whether it was a gift that you received, a miracle you saw, uh, just the fact that you got to spend time with someone, just think about a time of great wonder. Just think about the wonder of Christmas for a moment. And get that in your mind. And now, once you have that, I want you to compare it to Joseph's story. Okay? So let's go over Joseph's story real quick. He's, he meets this young girl. He's going to get married to her. And he's betrothed, which means engaged. Okay? So they're basically engaged. Now, 
They did things different back then. He didn't go out to K Jewelers and buy a diamond ring and say, will you marry me, and put it up on the big jumbotron at a Steelers game or anything like that. But they became betrothed or engaged. And then he finds out she's going to have a baby. And he knows, it's not my baby. But he, being a noble man, could have publicly disgraced her. I mean, the Bible was very clear what to do. We've been reading about it. If you've been reading along in the, the one-year plan, you take her to the gate and you stone her to death. I know, it sounds very harsh, doesn't it? But that's the way they took care of the evil in their midst at that time. But God had a plan. And number one, Mary was innocent. She did not do anything to have this happen to her. She was told that it was going to happen. And that's in the book of Luke chapter 2. We can read about that. But the Holy Spirit comes upon her. She conceives. She has a child growing in her womb. Joseph doesn't know this. He doesn't know this. And so he says, I'm not going to have her be killed, but I can't marry her. So have you ever been surprised by God? I mean, that's a surprise, isn't it? You know, you, you realize, I'm not going to marry her. And you go to sleep one night, and all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appears and says, don't do it. She is the baby that is from the Holy Spirit. Now, hold on a second here. That's impossible, right? But Joseph should know what we all know. Matthew 17, I think it is. I don't remember the exact verse. That there is nothing impossible for God. Nothing. I love how he says it in the Old Testament. Is my arm too short to save you? Is my arm too short? God's saying there is no such thing as impossible for God. You know, long ago, this is kind of a funny story, a little bit of a tangent. Um, I was in school, second, third grade, I don't know. In science class, we learned how a a starfish could um, lose its arm and it would grow back. And I went home and I said to my dad, I said, hey, do you know if a starfish loses its arm, it'll grow back? He said, yeah, I've heard that. I said, so if I cut my arm off, will it grow back? He goes, no, 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 we're not going to do that. It won't grow back. You're not a starfish. I said, well, why not? He said, that's just not the way it works. And I said, God can make it grow back. And he just looked at me and he says, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Never thought of that, but you're right. Now, please, don't go out and cut off your arm and, and ask God to make it grow back. There's also this thing in the Bible that says, don't put God to the test. Okay? But nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. So anyone who's suffering from some kind of illness or is facing some kind of surgery or whatever it may be, we don't need to worry because nothing's impossible for God. He can heal and he, his desire is to heal. But think about Joseph now. So he gets this vision, and the Lord's speaking to him. So he's hearing from God in a dream, and he believes what he's hearing. Now wait, let's go back to that for a moment. It's impossible... She is having a child, but it's from the Holy Spirit. Okay, that part's not impossible. 
But for her to have a child and not have been with another man, that's impossible, right? But he reasons with himself. He knows the Lord. He believes in the Lord. And he says, God has thrown me a surprise, but I believe it. So has God ever thrown you a surprise? Sure. I'm sure we can all think of something where God has surprised us, either good or we may think that God did something bad, but most likely it was the enemy lying to you, saying that it was God. But we have surprises all the time. Okay? So how do we deal with that? Well, Joseph went to sleep and he heard from God. The Bible tells us that God will speak to people in their ears when they're sleeping. We just recently read that in the book of Numbers. So that's one way that God speaks to us is in our dreams. Other ways that he speaks to us is what we often call that gut feeling. You know, that I know this is right. I know I should do this. I know that something good is coming out of this, but I can't see the result. That's Joseph. I know that the Holy Spirit came upon her. I know that she's going to have a child. I know that it's not my biological child, but I believe it's good. That's the wonder of Christmas right there. And so Joseph goes through with it. So I want to ask you, how and when does God speak to you? Whether it be a surprise or you knew it was coming or whatever. How and when does God speak to us? What if I were to tell you he speaks to us all the time? He is constantly, constantly speaking to us. I'm sure we can all come up with a story. I, I've told this one before, but it's been a little while, so I'm going to tell it again, and some of you may have forgotten it. I'm driving through Wheeling one day, and I'm, I don't remember why I was there. I rarely go to Wheeling, but I'm on National Road in um, Woodsdale. And I'm coming up to get on four seven or get on seventy, and I'm by the bank. West Banco is there on my right, and I see a man walking down the road. He's just walking like this. And I hear in my head, stop, like not like an audible voice, but I knew stop. So I just simply stepped on the brake as that man stepped in front of me and walked across the street. If I hadn't stopped, I would have hit him. There's no doubt about it. It was that close. Why did I stop? Because I had this impression in my mind, this gut feeling, if you will, was that just me? No! That was the Holy Spirit saving that man's life and keeping me from having an emotional breakdown from hitting someone. God speaks to us all the time. That was a surprise. Trust me. That was a surprise. And it was around Christmas time, too. It was a few years ago, around Christmas time. But God speaks to us like that all the time. Now the question is, how would we react if we got a message like Joseph got? Now, chances are, I, I'm pretty sure God's not going to have any other children. He got it right the first time, okay? So I don't believe there's any women in here who are going to suddenly be visited by the angel Gabriel and saying that they're going to have a child from God. Okay, so that part does not necessarily relate to Joseph, so men were off the hook. But what if we get a surprise from God? I want you to take over likewise. I want you to 
you know, whatever it may be. I want you to step forward and do this. I want you to step out of your comfort zone and take on something new. I want you to lead a Bible study, teach Sunday school, become a pastor. I want you to, maybe it's not even church related, I want you to sell your car, okay, and get a smaller one, and then give some of that money to somebody in need. I want you to go back to school, get a new degree, get a better job. These things are all like, come on, really? You really want me to do that? Like, who wants to do something new? Nobody likes change, right? But how would you react if you knew that it was God speaking to you? What if he came to you in a dream and said, Adam, it's time to move. What if he came to you and said, Glenn, you know what I've been talking about. Let's move. What if he came to you and said, Lisa, it's time to go back to school. No, I'm not saying you have to, but. <laughs> but if God came to you and said these things, spoke to you in a dream, and said, I want you to do this. That's what he did with Joseph. How would you react? How would you react to a message like Joseph had? Could you do it? I mean, if God said to do it, sure. But did God really say that? How many times have we said that? Did God really say? You know who else said did God really say? We talked about it this morning in the children's message. Did God really say don't eat from that tree that you die? Surely you won't die. So if you're hearing, did God really say? I'd question who's saying that to you. Because it's probably not God. It's probably yourself. It could be Satan. But anyway, how would you react? Now, we give Joseph a lot of credit, right? He's a biblical character. I mean, everybody in the Bible was great, right? Have you heard about Jacob? Did you hear what David did? Elijah was scared. These guys weren't great. They're just like us. They didn't want to do the things that God was calling them to do. They're no different than us. No different at all. Joseph was no different than us. He was scared, but he stepped forward in faith and believed. He followed what God was saying, and he didn't back out of it. We don't know if he had doubts. He probably did. I mean, doubt's part of life. But God overcomes doubt with the power of the Holy Spirit. So would you be able to react like him? So here's the next question. How will you react? to this message. Because I'm telling you that for many of you, and I don't know about all of you, but God is saying to me right now, for many of you, this coming year, 2024, he's going to talk to you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to ask you to do something a little bit out of your comfort zone. It won't be big at first, very minor. It will even be something as Take this exit when you usually take the next one, just to see if you'll listen. Yeah. Do that. Because when you take that exit, when you usually take the next one, even though it might take you a little bit longer to get where you're going, you're showing God that you're listening to his voice. And then he knows, he already knows, but then he's showing you, you can listen to me. I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to steer you in the wrong direction. 
And who knows, you might have avoided an accident. Or you might have prevented someone else from getting in an accident by not being the third car in a situation. We don't know. But when we get those thoughts and those feelings that come to mind, we should act on them. Unless it's like, go harm this person. That's not God. Go play the lottery. That's not God. If it goes against what the Word of God says, it's not God. But if it is in line with what the Word of God says, it's probably Him. Act on it, and then you can ask Him, was that you? You'll know. In His way, He will help you to know. So how will you react when you get a message like Joseph? How will you react? Because I'm telling you, probably for all of us, it's coming. We saw a lot of change in 2023. You know, when we were celebrating Christmas last year, I don't think any of us had any idea how great 2023 was going to be. But I'm telling you, 2024, it's up to us if it's greater than what 2023 was. We'll see a lot of change, a lot of movement, a lot of God moving if we react to his message. So what's the wonder of Christmas? It is the surprises that God gives us and how we react to them. Joseph got a surprise, and he reacted faithfully. Will we do the same? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us your surprises. But we ask you, Father, to ignore more than just giving us a surprise. Give us the courage to say yes. Give us the strength to step out. Give us the willpower to follow it through. Keep doubt from sidelining us. Keep Satan away from harming us. Help us to interact with you more, to trust you more, to learn from you more, that we can react to the wonder of Christmas the way you would like us to. Prepare us in the coming weeks that we may soar in 2024. We ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.